Hello and welcome to Extra Healthy Debates. I'm Anna Beryl, editor of Healthy Magazine, and today I'm joined by Healthy's chief sub-editor and yoga instructor, Roxanne Ridge, to talk the myriad benefits of yoga, from increased strength to reduced anxiety, and why we should all be hitting the mat. Despite pervasive myths that yoga is only for the flexible and has tendencies to be slow and boring, there is a class to suit every body type and temperament, and there's no one better to help you find that class than our resident guru, Roxanne. So here we are. Welcome to the Healthy Podcast, Rox. Hi. How are you doing? Yeah, good. So you are our resident um, yoga expert. Yogi. Yogi. Sorry, yeah. get it right. <laughs> um, so how long have you been practicing yoga and why did um, you start? So I started probably back in 2003-ish when I was at university. Um, and I did it just because it was, I did gymnastics as a kid and I just wanted to stretch and bend and it seemed quite fun. So you had yoga classes at uni? Yeah. That was an option? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, and then I didn't do it for about eight years or something. And I took it up again in London when I was working in kind of a fast paced job and I needed to relax. So when was that? How long have you been doing it since you um, re-entered? Probably about maybe eight years. Yeah. yeah. And what types of yoga do you practice? So I practice everything from vinyasa flow to restorative yin yoga the more Let's kind of relaxing types can you tell us what <laughs> yeah. those are so, so the uninitiated vinyasa flow is my favorite type and that's the one that i my first teacher training was in and I, this is vinyasa means to place in a special way so it's a kind of series of postures that are linked together through the breath so every class is different it's not you never go into it kind of, and you've got a set sequence, the teacher tailors might have a specific goal or pose in mind and the class is kind of themed around that. So you work with, you might work with a theme of autumn or summer or okay. something, yeah, whatever the teacher likes really. So it's different every time, which makes it more interesting. Um, and then you've got the more, it's quite fast paced and dynamic Vanessa flow. So is that perhaps not great if you're a beginner? Not necessarily because if you're, looking to start out there's a lot of great beginners vinyasa flow classes and it's just kind of you work through sun salutations and then move towards seated poses on the floor and it's you know anyone can kind of work and modify make it their own practice and what were the other types and, that you and then the other more so vinyasa flow is a more yang practice and it tends to attract people who are quite um energetic and fast-paced but what they really need and this is people a bit like me is yin yoga or restorative yoga and yin yoga and restorative yoga you hold the poses for longer mm -hmm. you maybe like three to five minutes okay um you use lots of props and bolsters and um sometimes you have live music in there and it's more about getting deep into the pose and kind of stilling the mind to kind of work within really stretching the muscles and also kind of meditating as well okay and what kind of um benefits have you seen for yourself so as well as just building up a lot of strength and staying really flexible and fit and kind of not really having as many aches and pains as other people I know um I think it's made me quite chilled I've got quite a chilled and relaxed attitude towards work which I never always yes, which I didn't very used to thankful have. for. I didn't used to have that when I first got into yoga. I was in a very fast-paced job and I, I kind of started doing yoga and then I just eventually 
saw myself chilling out a lot more. So that's one of the kind of non-physical benefits. Okay. Now it feels a little bit like we're going to be opening Pandora's box here, (laughs) but what are the most common yoga styles for people to get involved with? And I'm thinking beginners. Yeah. So beginners will see a lot of Hatha yoga classes or just flow yoga um, on offer at maybe the gyms or local studios. And this is a kind of slower um, pose. Technically, Hatha means is all of the yoga in the West, but in Western yoga, it's kind of a slower, more gentle like form of yoga where you move through the poses quite slowly and um, work with the breath and it's quite good for beginners to go to those classes because they can familiarize themselves with the postures so that then when maybe they go and step into a vinyasa flow class, they know what the teacher's talking about. They might say, do a downward dog, and they didn't know what that was until they'd gone to a Hatha class. And so how often um, do you need to be going and practicing yoga to really see some results? Um, I think, so there's two kind of types of yoga. You've got the physical and the kind of, um, yo- so you've got, I think of yoga as having like your yoga, which is on the mat, which mm-hmm. is kind of stretching and the yoga off the mat that you're kind of taking the yogic principles and applying them to your everyday life. So technically when you first start, I think if you start going to a class and doing the stretching, maybe two times a week or something, you might enjoy it and then you can start building it up. And then eventually you'll start seeing yourself applying yoga in its other kind of sense, in your everyday life, every day afterwards. And let's talk, it does make sense. Yeah. And let's talk fitness levels. Yeah. So what's great about yoga, I think, is that anyone can do it. You can always find a type of yoga in a class to suit your particular fitness levels. Um, You can build strength through yoga. Yeah. Which is great. What about fitness? Um, There are... Yoga classes that, so there's a type of yoga called power yoga, which is quite popular in gyms. And that that has a lot of core fitness focused um, core moves integrated into the yoga sequence. So you might do sun salutations and stretches alongside sit-ups and things like that. So it kind of gets okay. you stronger in that way as well. Um, so yeah, for people looking to build up kind of a more classic fitness type um of strength then that's maybe power yoga is something for them cool. and what kind of um poses if you want to be building strength what kind of poses uh would you recommend so i would say just repeating lots of sun salutations is the most basic way and that you'll find them in a lot of um vinyasa flow or ashtanga which is another type of yoga yes. or um any of kind of hatha yoga classes because they move through you're doing an upward dog a downward dog and and it's a series of poses that work all your muscles in your body Mm. that is the type of yoga that appeals to me a lot more because I probably fall into the camp of I need to be constantly moving for my attention to be retained yeah so that's the type of yoga that I teach okay and let's let's talk about you're teaching because you are a trained yoga teacher, aren't you? Yeah. So why did you want to to do that? Um, I was practicing yoga every day, sometimes twice a day, and I just thought I wanted to expand my knowledge a bit more. And um, 
And yeah, I just decided to do the teacher training. And then after that, I went into teaching. So my first teacher training was in Vinyasa Flow. And then I went on and did a pregnancy teacher training. And then this year, recently, I've done a Mandela teacher training. Now, what's that? So um, a Mandela is a kind of type of vinyasa flow where you move around the mat in a circle. Um, and it's a very kind of complicated sequencing. And there's not many classes on offer. And it is quite advanced. Like it's, it's not something that beginners would necessarily go to the class because you don't really describe the poses. It's more flowing. You kind of seek, it's a lot of focus on sequencing. Okay. And so what types of yoga are you teaching now? Um, so at the moment I'm teaching vinyasa flow and pregnancy yoga because I'm currently pregnant. Yes, which is very exciting. Mm -hmm. um, so when it comes to a new class, I think kind of the unknown can be the most off-putting factor to people. So talk us through one of your classes. What happens? So in um, typically in one of my vinyasa flow classes, um, I'd start seated and work through some warming seated postures and then we'd move through a standing flow moving through poses that a lot of people are familiar with the warrior poses and yeah. um, some sun salutations and then we kind of peak on a certain pose it might be a crow pose or yes an arm which balance. is all over instagram but for <laughs> yeah. those that don't know what that is so it's kind of it's where pose. you're spreading your fingers wide and you're balancing on the back of your arms and lifting your feet off the floor so that, for example, might be the peak pose of the class, or it might just be a warrior free pose where you're balancing on the front leg and you've kind of got your arms out to the side like an aeroplane. <laughs> um, and then after we've kind of, the class has peaked, it kind of moves back down into an arc and we move down to the floor and start kind of doing some deeper stretches. And then um, I, I like to end in a kind of, yin way so we tend to end with a couple of restorative poses and then a shavasana which is the relaxation at the end where you're lying on your back one of my favorite parts yeah <laughs> um okay so let's do a quick kind of beginner's class survival guide quick fire round so what should you wear something which is comfortable so loose it could be loose or you could wear leggings just nothing which is gonna you're gonna be fidgeting and adjusting during nothing the class. that restricts yeah you. Okay, and um, so what else do you need to bring? Uh, always bring some water, even though traditionally some really kind of hardcore yogis say don't bring water to the class. Do I they? say, yeah. Why is that? Um, just because they it's just another form of distraction, really, just drinking water um, for various reasons. But one of them is it is quite distracting when people are kind of drinking water during the class. But I think if you've not done it before. It's good to stay hydrated. Always. And, yeah, bring water along with you. Um, and usually mats are provided, but if they're not, you need to bring a mat. It's also sometimes nice to bring your own anyway. Yeah. And you really don't need much more than that. Which makes it even more yeah. appealing. <laughs> um, so how long does a class typically last? Um, so a class can last any time. Sort of 45 minutes is the shortest kind of lunchtime last or it could go up to two hours if you've got time for a longer more kind of um deep practice maybe where you're doing a power yoga class followed by a yin yoga class to get like back to back together that could be over two hours so I've never done a two-hour class and to me that seems quite intimidating yeah 
So how how does that look? Um, well, generally, it's just maybe you'd do some chanting or you'd have a kind of very slow warm up into the class and a very slow cool down. And it might be more yang at the beginning where you're working through poses quickly. And then at the end, you're really getting deep into the poses with a really long relaxation at the end. It's just you've got more time to not rush through everything and really get deep into the poses. Which is quite tricky to find. In yeah. modern busy lives, yeah. two hours to do yoga, what yeah. a luxury. <laughs> so what do you mean by yin and yang? So yang is more active, kind of fast-paced um, movements and yin, slow, still movements um, that are more restorative. Um, and so what poses are great for beginners? Well, you wouldn't really want to jump into doing inversions and things if you're a beginner. It's kind of good to build up working on the basics, so working on your downward dogs, seated poses, stuff that's really going to help align your spine and get good habits from the start so that when you move into deepening your practice and doing different poses, you've really got a good base to kind of work with, kind of working on, you know, you might work up to doing handstands and headstands and things, but you've got a good foundation that you've built from doing a lot of basic seated and standard poses. And what kind of physical and mental benefits can people expect to see? So there's a lot of different um, benefits to yoga. There's so many, it's really hard to know where to start. I'd say that there's the benefits. You've got meditation, breathing, relaxation, which can really help still your mind, calm you down, make you feel focused and just take you away from maybe your busy lifestyle. Um, and then physically, it can help with everything from period pain to backache to um, maybe if you've got like a dodgy shoulder or something, it can really help to stretch out those muscles that you usually just hunch up and, you know, yeah, when you're sitting the day. down all day. A lot exactly. of people work at desks and have bad posture or are just hunched over their phones a lot of the time and have problems with, um, yeah, back pain. And it can really help with that as well. And is there anyone who yoga isn't perhaps suited to? Um, I would say no, because there's so many different types of yoga and there's something for everyone out there. So even, for example, my husband's grandpa, who's in a home, he does a form of yoga and That's everybody amazing. in the home and he's 95. Wow. Um, and he does a chair yoga class with everybody else who's in the home. So there really is something that, everyone can do mm. there's a type of yoga even if it's just breath work to kind of still the mind and make you a calmer person you're not trying to do all these kind of instagrammable poses on the mat that's still yoga so. and it's so easy to fit yeah, into your kind exactly. of daily routine and you could do way. 15 minutes at home or you could go along to a two-hour class on a sunday you know mm. can fit it in and with kind of thinking about you know there are so many yoga classes on youtube now for example are there any potential dangers as overselling it? But is there anything people should be aware of? And I'm thinking kind of overstretching. Definitely. Kind of if you're hypermobile, go to a class and see a teacher and don't try to do, you know, overstretch at home because you could end up damaging yourself even more. And if you're really not sure you're doing something right or you've been following a video at home and you're starting to get pains, you're probably not following it properly. So again go along, get to a class and then maybe start taking it back to a home practice after that. It's quite hard to start off 
by learning from a video isn't yeah, it? you kind of need you need somebody to there. be telling you that your feet and your hands are in the right place or you could really do some damage and I find one of the biggest mistakes um you can make when it kind of comes to yoga is n- not taking the time to find a really good teacher because yeah. I think that can make such a difference yeah so um there's loads of yoga on offer now in gyms all over the country and studios and yeah so try out loads of different classes and find a type of yoga that you like as well as a teacher that you like so there's so many different types of yoga and teachers who teach those types of yoga so it's not like a one don't just go to one class and think that's yoga and you're really not enjoying it have you got any studios you'd recommend um so the studios that I recommend it are very London based (laughs) my favorite studio is stretch which is in East London and if you're looking for hot yoga hot pod is Mm. another great one because it's um it offers accessible yoga which is really kind of non-intimidating and um it's quite novel as well because it's in a giant inflatable pod they've got studios all over London um and I'd say they're my favorite what do one of those classes look like so that's a vinyasa flow class in a heated pod and um, I was actually teaching there. I'm kind of having a break from teaching there at the moment because I'm pregnant and you can't teach in the heat when yeah. you're pregnant. There have been yes of flow classes that are accessible for anyone. And it's, it's kind of you, you go into kind of a womb-like pod and unzip it and, and go in and yeah. What kind of temperatures There's are nice we music. talking? About 37 degrees. Yeah, so you get nice and sweaty. Lovely. And that can just help you kind of relax and move into the poses so you come out feeling really good yeah I bet and okay so if someone's no longer a beginner so you've been doing yoga for a little while um what tips have you got to take things to the next level um so it depends on what type of yoga they're doing <laughs> again yeah, of course. goes back to but say for example they're they've been doing vinyasa flow for a while and um they're finding that they're kind of advancing it a faster pace than everybody else who's in the class. Um, what they could then do is is go home and kind of have a look at different YouTubers and people who do videos online and depending on where they're based, um, then sign up to a few workshops because a lot of studios do workshops at the weekends where okay. they do might do like um, an arm balance workshop or a handstand focus workshop or a workshop on creative sequencing and, and things like that and, and kind of just go and challenge themselves a bit more with some workshops. And finally, what's your best piece of advice for yoga newbies? So I would say, um, so a lot of people say, I can't do yoga, I'm not going to do it because I'm, you know, not flexible and, and I'm intimidated. I'd say the best piece of advice is to remember that when you go along to a yoga class, no one's actually paying any attention to you. They're just concentrating on themselves and their mat what's going on in their space so don't feel intimidated and don't worry about um going to a class because no one's really going to be looking at you right thanks so much for joining me on extra That's okay. today. <laughs> that was healthy's roxanne ridge and make sure you check out her instagram at yoga rocks london for all your yoga inspiration now I'm joined by producer Jack Feeney. Hey, Hi. Jack. How are you? Yeah, good. So, first of all, are you a yogi? 
Um, I wasn't before I listened to the podcast, but now I think I might give it a go because my worry was that I wouldn't be able to be, well, I'm not flexible enough essentially. Okay. And that was my first concern was that I was going to go into a beginner's yoga class and completely show myself up. And that's a very common thought, I think. Exactly. Yeah. Um, But yeah, after listening to Roxanne say that it's not something you necessarily need to be flexible at, it's something that you eventually will become flexible in, right? Mm -hmm. So I can learn all of my basics on YouTube first, and then I can pick out the the yoga class for me, and then, yeah, I'd be good to go. So what I thought I'd do is is for everyone, because obviously that was quite a lot to take in. So I thought I'd, um, I'd come up with the like five takeaways. Perfect. Um, so here they are. So obviously, Rox, she recommended Hatha, which is uh, which is commonly seen at most gyms and studios. So if you turn up to your local gym, you're more than likely going to find either Hatha or Flow Yoga. They're a bit more slower and it's a type of yoga where you work with your breath again. Then there's um, what you should wear. And Rox said that wear something comfortable, um, which for a lot of people means something that's tight fitting. Um, because then you're not going to have something that's going to be moving or flapping around on you. You don't want to be restricted, do you? You want to be comfortable and can move as you will. Yeah, exactly that. You don't want to be restricted, but also you don't want something that's going to be distracting you. So if you've got like a, I don't know, a tassel that keeps hitting your leg, it's going to bring you out of the moment. What are you wearing to your gym classes? Well, I I now know it's to wear something close and tight. (laughs) (laughs) Then uh, in terms of what you should bring to your class. Now, obviously she mentioned that... um, a lot of hardcore yogis don't like to bring water, but obviously as a beginner, you want to stay hydrated. I was very interested about that because that's a completely alien idea to me. Mm. I know. I know. And also, well, this shows, this is why I'm a beginner. I couldn't possibly explain why, but um, I can understand the idea of wanting to be in the moment as much as you possibly can be and all the benefits that will bring. But obviously if that means sacrificing hydration, that's probably something you shouldn't do. And as beginners... Let's, let's make sure we're hydrated. Last exactly. We want Key to be lesson. Doing, especially if we're doing a hot pod yoga. I don't want to be passing Oh my gosh, I couldn't not have water for that. Exactly. Um, so yeah, make sure you bring some water with you. Um, the other thing is, I think it's, if, you're, if you are a bit more serious about it, definitely invest in a yoga mat. Because again, it's one of those things, you can turn up and they'll probably provide you one, which is great. But Hygiene. Hygiene yes. is the of utmost importance. I, exactly. And also, it's something that you can practice with when you're at home then. So if you've got all the equipment to hand straight away, then it's something you probably want to actually become invested in. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, definitely get get a mat. Um, then if you're going to a class and you're unsure about, I don't know, whether you're actually getting value for your money, um, she said that the minimum a class should last for is 45 minutes. Uh, but then as you sort of move up the expertise ranks, you're going to be looking at something that can go up to around two hours. So that should give you a sort of benchmark. Is that, so if you turn up to a class and they say, oh, it's going to be 15, 20 minutes long, probably don't go to that one. You're not going to get value for money. So 45 minutes is the sort of benchmark that, that Rock said. Um, and then lastly, the best preparation you can do is to just watch some videos on YouTube. I don't know, like a yoga influencers, Instagram channel, for example. Yeah. Learn the basic poses, which she said range from the downward dogs through to the seated poses. Um, and... These will help you sort of align your spine and um, build up some good habits as well. Build your confidence. But yes. I think also what's important is not to solely rely on YouTube or online yeah. content. I think you do need to go to that class to make sure that you are practicing the moves correctly and that your posture is correct because you don't want to do yourself an injury. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you don't want to do yourself an injury, but also you don't want to kind of turn up and 
feel like you have absolutely no like no way of entering into into the class if that yes. makes sense yeah like you want to go and if she says something and does something it doesn't seem completely alien to you at least you'll have like a grasp of the basics you and do your homework first exactly and that's a good foundation to work from amazing i can't wait to see what benefits you see from when you start your yoga that was episode six of the healthy podcast thank you for listening 